people feel guilt because they don't measure up to the portrayals of mothers that they hear over the pulpit in church, the tributes on social media. And we, we tend to idealize motherhood. And so it makes it so it's, it's not realistic, those portraits that we paint of the perfect mother. And I think really Mother's Day needs to be about actually celebrating the humanity of mothers instead of the idealization. Life gets easier if we figure it out together. Welcome to The Lisa Show. Happy Mother's Day. We're convening the Council of Moms to get the what's what of this situation. And here today we have... Jeanette Bennett. I'm a mother of five, mother-in-law of two. Angie King, mom of five, oldest is 22, youngest is 10. <laughs> I'm Taylor Ricks. I have, my oldest is 11, and I have two little seven-year-olds and a nine-year-old. And I run on caffeine and chocolate right now in this phase <laughs> of life. <laughs> I salute you. Yeah. I like it. Good choices. <laughs> so I want to know the reality of this situation, not your expectations or anything or what you think it should be, but what does Mother's Day look like to you right now? I think Mother's Day is a really hard day. And I love being a mom and celebrating moms, yes. But the best Mother's Day I ever had, I wasn't home with my kids. <laughs> and it's not because I don't want to be around them. I just think it's nice. It was nice because there's so many expectations, right? Like, you listen about all these great moms, and am I that mom? You know, it's kind of nice to just have the day for yourself. Did I just talk about an expectation? Shoot. Maybe no, that's, that's my okay. problem with Mother's Day. I have too many Why was the Mother's Day away so great? What was it about it that like just made all your dreams come true? Because it was about me. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the act of what people are doing for me. It was about me and what I wanted to do. I know a lot of moms have complicated feelings about Mother's Day, but that actually hasn't been me. I think I've always loved Mother's Day. I go into it with low expectations, honestly, which is one of my life hacks. <laughs> expectations low. Anything, you know, above and beyond that is great. And, you know, my kids usually write me little notes and help make dinner or whatever. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a special day. But I just don't overthink it. You know, yeah. I I don't really want to lean into my errors and all that because that would definitely take way more than a day to do. But uh, I just... I'm like, you know what? Let's just celebrate and this is fine. I, I don't overthink it. So actually, I think it's a happy day. The only thing that stresses me now is just my mom's in a different state and I have a mother-in-law. What do I do for them? That's the only thing that's hard. But I actually enjoy just kind of letting my kids tell me Happy Mother's Day. And I, that's really my only expectation. And making you gross, like breakfast and bread that they like watch you eat. And you're like, mm, this is wonderful. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Thank you. I I might be the only person on the planet that sees Mother's Day this way, but I never see myself qualified to celebrate Mother's Day. Like when I just had one little baby, I was like, well, I'm not like a true mom because I don't have three of them. Or then like they get a little bit older and then I'm like, well, if I had kids that were, you know, like a little bit older than I would feel more like I qualified for Mother's Day. I don't know. I always find someone who I feel like is a more established mom and who has hmm. been doing it longer and who is better at it, and they're more qualified to celebrate Mother's Day, and I'm just a newbie, only, you know, 12 years into the game, and so I don't really qualify to celebrate Mother's Day, and I don't anyone else feels that way. I might be the only one, but I just, I always find a reason that I don't maybe feel like I deserve to celebrate it or whatever, and maybe that is my own way of 
making my expectations low because <laughs> then I'm like, well, I don't really qualify. Do. I haven't done all the things. Huh. I know. I have yet to find. Please, someone out there say you felt the same yeah, way. No, but no. I've yet to find I think someone. that it, for whatever reason, Mother's Day brings out a lot of different and varying emotions for a lot of different women. And I, do, and I think it's also generational as well. And so that's why I wanted to know like what your reality, like what you really think is just to get sort of an established feel on that. So my question is, is then if this is the, and and I love that each one of you has a different experience and feeling for Mother's Day, then going into it, do you try to change things about it? Like uh, of how you feel about Mother's Day or how you want your kids to to feel about Mother's Day? Do you, is there any change? Or That's just, a good question. You know, let it be. One Mother's Day for my congregation um, for church, what I did to help was I led the children's choir, and they always do a special Mother's Day number. And I have a hard time with the particular choices that I have because I felt like every song is like, Mother whispers to me, and there's a flower in her hair. Like, nothing, <laughs> nothing's very and strong. And if you're a loud mom that's like, hey, yeah. kids, get in the car, like, we're going. I don't think my kids sing my, those songs and are like, that's my mom. My mom, my mom. It would be like, my mom is loud, and sometimes she cries. So I changed, I changed up the song to reflect a different—I chose a different song that had more of a story about strong moms. So— I, I kind of changed that narrative with my kids and talked to them about all moms are different and that's something. And everyone is, there is motherhood in everything. The something also that's tricky for us is my husband and I do this to each other on Father's Day is he'll be like, you're not my mom. And I'll tell him, you're not my dad. Oh, so yeah. we don't like, really, I'm not going to honor my spouse. Yeah. So we don't necessarily hmm. celebrate each other because it's more about our own parents. And that's helped me a little bit to focus more on my own mother and not feel like this weird pressure on Father's Day, too, to celebrate Seth. That's, like, for my kids to do. So both of the days have become something more that our kids kind of carry out and plan, which takes away a little bit of the pressure. Hmm. Because I do feel like sometimes on Mother's Day, sorry, Seth, um, there have been times where I feel like he's just—I'm more stressed because I see him trying to organize and orchestrate, and I just— I don't even want that because that's too stressful. So it's kind of easier with expectations, too, mm-hmm. to just know it's on the shoulders of my kids to celebrate me. I have a sister who has never gotten married, and she's like the super aunt to all of the, the kids, and she's really close with our family. And one thing that we've done is my kids honor her also on Mother's Day, which I love because it—and I don't think it takes away from me at all. I love it because it's just, you know, some some attention elsewhere, and, and she, I think, probably approaches Mother's Day sad, but then— Anything my kids do for her is a surprise, so I love That's that. Awesome. But honestly, for me, it's just kind of low expectations. Hey, it's just it's just another day. Oh, wait, you have a candy bar for me? That's amazing. That's so great. Uh, my, my daughter, who's in fourth grade now, when she was in probably preschool, a few days before Mother's Day, she put an orange in a bag, and that was going to be my gift. And so on, on Sunday morning, I opened it, and it had turned white and moldy. And so I opened it, and I didn't have a reaction right away. I'm just kind of looking at it, and she said, it's a little white. And that has become like a catchphrase <laughs> that we that we say when we give gifts or like when something doesn't turn out and it doesn't make sense to anyone but us, but like, it's a little white and it, you know, it wasn't that's quite what so I had weird. in mind, you know, but that's one of my favorite Mother's Day memories, honestly, was that moment and we all just burst out laughing. That's funny. Well, I've been thinking a lot about um, Mother's Day as it's approaching this year in a different way. Um, because I'm newly single. And so I'm like, how do I approach it now? Because I think 
we do sometimes have the expectations on our spouse, or mm-hmm. especially when you have little kids, they kind of do kind of take that over a little bit more. And so I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, I think in motherhood every day I, like, reflect on what I could have done better or what I did wrong or what I want to do better tomorrow or whatever. And so I thought maybe I can just give myself that day to, like, celebrate what I did right and what yeah. I do well and and celebrate it, like, myself and for me mm-hmm. instead of worrying about someone else celebrating it. Like, maybe I can just celebrate that I gave my life the last decade and continuing to these people who I adore and love and I'm so grateful for, but I can celebrate that in in myself. And so I don't know how yet, but I I, love I think I'm going to give beautiful. myself some room to just see what I did right. Oh, what a great day, like, to be able to, like, reflect that because we are so hard on ourselves. I think that is sort of a unifying thing. And because we love our kids so much, we want to give them the very best. We're like, they deserve the best. And so when you fall short of the best, because we all do because we're human— We feel like, oh, I remember when my kids were really little and my mom, you know, would be there playing with them, you know, for a visit because we didn't live in the same state. And then she'd leave and I'd just think, oh, my kids deserve like my mom (laughs) as a mom, not like the weird copy where some stuff went wrong. (laughs) They got the weird mom. Bizarro world mom. Right. (laughs) Yes. What a great idea, though, for that to be a day where I think, you know, I'm the right mom for my kids, Mm -hmm. or I'm newly single, too, and and my late husband did a really great job of honoring me on Mother's Day. So that's always, like, just a little bit of a grief knife to the heart because he would make it special and buy me gifts, which I love. I just, you know, and I know it's, like, so cliche or whatever, but so I— well, just buy myself a gift. Mm-hmm. And because I think the same thing, like I'm trying to like re-establish what that means. Like I think he would have wanted me to have this, so I'm just gonna keep having. <laughs> he would want me to have these shoes. He would it would make me so happy. And and this bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I and I know that that's so silly, but it's like this psychological thing of I've gotta take ownership of it and have the kind of day that I wanna have instead of just saying, this is what I don't get anymore. And even though it feels contrived and it feels kind of forced, just to do it anyway, because it helps a little bit, I don't know. It's not an exact science, right? And so I think it does tie up with a lot of other, like, parts of your life. You know, it's not just a singular holiday. I like how you and Taylor both said that you're taking— kind of control and ownership for making it a great day instead of sitting back with your arms folded going, okay, who's going to do what for me? Like you're taking control. That way your day will be awesome <laughs> because you're in charge of how you feel I'll know about what it. I'm going to eat that day. Mm-hmm. No, but really, I know that I'm going to have like a little surprise. I'm going to buy some flowers to plant in the front yard. It is a psychological sort of game. And I think it's okay if it has a little tinge of sadness for whatever reason, because we're all on different like mothering or renewal you can look at it as like oh another year and this year I'm going to try to do ABC as you were talking I thought about too I've had someone give me advice where on birthdays or Mother's Day or Christmas to just set expectations to just say hey Mother's Mm -hmm. Day is next week I would love it if you guys made me dinner I would love I've been looking at this item at the store like Mm -hmm. just because sometimes I think as women we want people to guess and Maybe it's better to just tell, and then the day will go the way we want. So, 
Oh, I love that because um, I only have brothers, so that makes Mother's Day hard for my mom. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like all the pressure's on me because brothers are so helpful. I love <laughs> them, but you know. Um, but last Mother's Day, my mom did that. She texted me and my sisters-in-law and was like, you know, I kind of have had my eye on this. And we both just like, te- we all three texted each other. And we're like, so grateful that she just told mm-hmm. us and we could give her something she wanted. And yeah. I. Like, she's like, I'm sorry if that was weird. And we're like, no, please, Christmas is coming. You know, <laughs> do it again. It, it really is nice. I remember, um, you know, I've had friends who have had Amazon gift wish lists or whatever that they just would say, this is it, like, for birthdays and holidays or whatever. I've appreciated it when my parents have done that because, you know, they'll always be like, well, we don't need anything. Don't spend your money on us. And it was frustrating because we wanted to honor them, you know, mm-hmm. for Mother's Day or for Father's Day or whatever. Whatever, and we'd say, yeah, 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 we know, but end up guessing, and it's not as great. But if there's something, yeah, that we know that they really want, that's great. That's the gift I'm going to give my kids, I think, now. Ooh, yes. <laughs> is be able to say, this is what I want, you know. For me, I'm just so sentimental. I just tell them, just write me a card, write me a note, because I save all these notes and these sentimental things. If you write it, I will keep it forever. Same. And I think they look at me like, yeah, but what else? Like, what do you want? And it's just, I'll never forget um, one Mother's Day when one of my kids was like a teenager and had just gotten their first job or whatever. And I wasn't expecting anything because you don't when they're little and they don't have any money. But he, um, he wrote me a card and put like a gift certificate in it for Domino's Pizza because that's his favorite. But he was saying, this is for you to spend just on you. And it was like this little gift card. And I was not expecting it. He had spent his own money to buy something that he just thought was the coolest thing. It, like, I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. It was really, like, overwhelming. Yeah, I love that. That's sweet. You have in-laws. Mm-hmm. Do your in-laws do anything for you? Do you expect? I mean, you don't expect them. To, like my like, son-in-law and daughter-in-law? Yeah. Is that a weird dynamic? Because I never oh, know yeah. what to do for my mother-in-law. Sometimes I'm like, it's my mother-in-law. Do I do something too? Is it? Should it just be my husband? I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know. etiquette I, is. Yeah. I mean— like like Taylor said, like my husband doesn't always think about what to get his mom, so I feel like that is on me too <laughs> to mm. to think about what should we do or to contact the other sisters and sisters in law. With my kids, I just love being with them, mm. you know. So like for my birthday, my birthday is in October, and what I always tell them, I do set the expectations, like you were just saying. I'm like, for my birthday, I want to go on a hike. The the fall <laughs> colors are so beautiful. That's all I want is for everyone to come <laughs> on That's this such little a hike. Thing to say that I probably said that a hundred times. And honestly, that is all I want. I don't really need a book, and I don't really need, like, flowers. I mean, that's nice, but I, I would actually just rather be with them. Yeah. And so, like, on my birthday, I pretty much set that expectation that, you know, you don't need a, I don't need a gift. Just come. Just Your time is, is so valuable. Um, as far as Mother's Day, I, I mean, I don't really expect—it goes back to the expectations. Mm. <laughs> and I don't think that they really give me gifts, but if they give me a hug and send me a nice text, I'm over the moon. I do like the idea of expanding Mother's Day towards, you know, the aunt or the sister who goes above and beyond in, like, nurturing Mm -hmm. or someone who's been, like, a mentor who's really, like, done something significant that has improved your life or your kid's life or even, like, you know, a mother-in-law or a a grandmother. Like, it really can— expand out a little bit more because I think if you have a tricky relationship with your kids or with your own mother or with, you know, any 
what would be like typically the focus on Mother's Day, that kind of expanding could be a way to just honor motherhood in general. I don't know. And we're not just talking about, oh, perfect mothers. We're just like, look at all these amazing women who have influenced me and just celebrating that. I like that too. My girls, I don't know if it's like a trend that they do this, but I've noticed my girls when they're in high school, sometimes their friends would start texting me on Mother's Day. They would just say, hey, it's me. Mary and I'm just so grateful that you're Bella's mom and for all the things you do for me like on Mother's Aww. Day it was really sweet and then I noticed that my girls were doing it too so I'm sure it's like someone started it but I thought that was really cool too but what maybe, a sweet idea yeah to text your your friend's moms maybe you could remind your kids because it really did mean a lot to me I thought that was really special so Mother's Day is complicated and it can be hard for a lot of people and, and most of us don't have an ideal picture-perfect situation. So I'm here with my friend, Dr. Julie Hanks, to really talk about how to find a way to just make it a good day. Okay, so Julie, what does Mother's Day look like for you? Ooh, um, I usually get breakfast in bed. I get, to, I get my long, long nap. Um, that's really important. <laughs> Amen. I get to pick dinner. And yeah, um, it's pretty it's pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. I usually talk to my mom or see her sometime during the day. So it's, it's pretty low-key. What other sort of obligations do you feel to other women in your life on Mother's Day? Maybe like a mother-in-law or, you know, other friends or grandparents? Hmm. Yeah. So my husband feels a responsibility to connect with his mother. I don't necessarily... I mean, she's not my mom, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I have one mom. So I kind of just keep it to my mom. Yeah. Do you dread Mother's Day or do you look forward to it? I look forward to it. I love but that. But I know, I know a lot of people who don't. I well, mean, yeah. most clients that I've worked with through the years don't like it. And I totally get why. So using all of your experience in talking to, to, to people in, in your office about, you know, difficult feelings and working through those, what do you, how would you characterize the overall general sentiment around Mother's Day? People feel guilt, because they don't measure up to the portrayals of mothers that they hear over the pulpit in church, the tributes uh, on social media. And we, we tend to idealize motherhood. And so it, it makes it so it's, it's not realistic, those portraits that we paint of the perfect mother. And so on social media during Mother's Day time, I really try to get real. Like this is my, my kids will not say these things about me. Right. She was an angel. She was, my she kids never, will never raised say her that. Boy. She never did. Cause I think, I think really mother's day needs to be about cele- actually celebrating the humanity of mothers instead of the idealization. Oh, I love like, that. Are, celebrating the humanity of mothers. What do you mean by yeah. that? I mean, humans are messy, right? right? Like we are we are not all good or all bad. All mothers have made mistakes. All mothers have done things well. And so I think of honoring your mother on Mother's Day as seeing them as a real person, not as a role or a caricature. Mm-hmm. And honoring 
the light and dark, the good and the bad, and kind of accepting and loving all of it instead of just only the good. That's such an interesting idea because we want to highlight the good. And, I, and I'm, I, I'm searching for a way that you could honor or acknowledge the bad or the mistakes without offending. Do you have any like suggestions for that? Uh, like in a church talk or like what's the setting? Oh, yeah. I wonder just if for someone who wants to really honor their mom and, and their humanity, I'm thinking of like if my kids really wanted to do that for me or I wanted to do that for my mom, even if it's for breaking old habits or just sort of taking back Mother's Day, you know, in a real way, what are some practical things that we could do to acknowledge the humanity of motherhood? I think it's okay to acknowledge the not so good things. Like my kids tease me about things like this, this is so dumb, but yeah, I, I asked my daughter if I could have a bite of her cinnamon roll. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and she said yes. And so she left the room and I took the middle and they tease me about it. <laughs> I took the middle of the cinnamon roll and they like, this was years ago. And they're like, Oh, watch out. Mom's going to take the middle of the, you know, anytime we have cinnamon rolls, I get razzed, right? So, I mean, that's just a little example. And they they remind me of like, oh, remember when you lost your temper when when Macy stepped on your new MacBook Pro or... Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, totally. That's all part of our family story. And yeah, anyway, I don't want no, to I, too much of my... No, please. I love it. But I do think that but, being able to take a joke and being teased is a part of it. Because mm-hmm. don't you think yeah. that that encourages that kind of, yeah, you're right, I'm totally like that. Like my kids tease me all the time how I'm always like, what, what? Because I don't hear very well out of my left ear mm-hmm. and and they do impressions of me and things like that. And yeah, I'm not the kind of mother that my children will say, and she never raised her voice. And she mm-hmm. was always so calm and loving. They'll be like, remember when you lost it, you know, yeah. when Owen did this or when Phoebe said that. And-, mm-hmm. and and that's reality. And I think it's okay. I mean, of course you want to highlight the good, but we don't have to idealize. So idealization is painting a picture of something that is better than reality. Yeah. When we idealize and just say they're all good, that's where the guilt and the shame come in for women. Well, and it's like, not real. I have real. to be that. Yeah. yeah. It's not real. And so it feels like you're talking about something instead of someone. A role instead of a human. One thing that I really like about uh, what I've heard you say, both on social media and in different talks and presentation, is that motherhood is a relationship mm-hmm. and not a role. And to me, that has focused so many feelings that I have about my kids. You know, they're not just a mini version of me. I'm not trying to control their behavior and mold them into somebody, but I want to have a real relationship with them, which requires Mm -hmm. us both to be honest and real. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. in relationship to Mother's Day, where I think that there's this magnifying glass on mothers, what do you think are some things that you wish or that we could do or see to really make it easier for each other on Mother's Day, like mother to mother? Like, I'm not going to put on about how being a mom comes so easy to me and it's all easy and I love it and it's, and there's, you know, nothing negative about it. I'm not going to do that on social media, you know, for example. But but, but what are other things that we could (laughs) do to sort of like help each other out? I think when we talk about mothers, to talk about the quality of the connection instead of all the things she did for us, 
right? The list of you did this for me and you did this for me. That's more of like the role. But if we talk about our feelings toward our mom and what we appreciate about her as a human being, like her talents, her gifts, her, right? Instead of just what she does for me, which is important to include, but we tend to focus so much on that. Oh, she always made me cookies after, you know, after school. And she always don't use always or never. Oh, why not? Because it's not true. Yep. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an instant where it's where, you know, like, oh, she always makes me feel welcome or she always, yeah, you're, that's a always, tricky one. Really, always? Like every single right. time? <laughs> she can't have a bad day. Your poor mom. What pressure. I'm thinking of all of the different sort of situations um, around motherhood that people find themselves in. So maybe they don't have a really great relationship mm-hmm. with one of their kids or with their own mom, or mm-hmm. they're going through infertility. They want to be a mom so badly and and it's just not working out. Or, I mean, there are a number of, of different mm-hmm. scenarios where you just go, oh, how can we make those sort of tricky situations easier for each other? Well, one thing that I think is not helpful that I've heard from people who are child-free or childless is don't say, oh, all women are mothers. They're like, I'm not a mother. The definition of a mother mm-hmm. is has children, you know, and I'm not. Yeah. And so sometimes we're like, oh, all women are mothers. That's yeah, I not think that necessarily there's a comforting. To say that now, just to be like, hey, all women can be nurturers, which is the same thing as being a mom. You don't think that that's helpful? No. Yeah. Why don't we say that on Father's Day? All all men are fathers. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. All men are all men are leaders or nurturing or all men are whatever. Yeah. It's okay that some people are mothers and some people aren't and it's okay that it's painful and it's the same with fathers, right? So I've heard from people who don't have kids that that is not helpful. Yeah. What is helpful? To have someone acknowledge this has got to be painful for you. I'm thinking about you today. Yeah. Not trying to take it away. Just being in it mm-hmm. or asking really good questions. Like, what is this day like for you? I imagine it's painful. Tell me what's what's going on in your heart. When you approach Mother's Day, are there particular women that you feel like you want to reach out to because you know that that's going to be kind of a tricky day for them? Not specifically. I do reach out a lot on social media. Because I know that a lot of people that follow me, it's painful because of the reasons you outlined, right? They have a strained relationship with their mother or um, they want children and can't, or they have more children than they wanted, or it's just, or the idealization that, that people tend to say. So no one specific, but I do, when I talk with my mom, mm-hmm. I acknowledge the light and the dark. Like, I love this about you. This was kind of hard. And I honor that. And I can see where that's coming from. And it can be all of it. How does she react to that? Just great. Yeah, she goes yeah. right there with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like bringing out like the, you know, <laughs> well, like the big guns. Want, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> and then when I was 16 and you said this or, yeah. Right. You're not going to go through this huge list because, of course, you want to focus more on the positive. But um, I'm fine if my kids say, you were mostly there for me, mom. That's great. I'll take mostly. More often than not. (laughs) Like my goal is more often than not. So more often than not, you were at my games. 
I love that. Like, thank you. Yeah, I made an effort. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think you bring up such a, a an important point that I think moms, like every individual, wants just to be seen, right, for who mm-hmm. they really are and not have to feel this pressure to sort of play a role and pretend so that they're not found out, right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. there's so many intense feelings around that relationship of motherhood because our love for our kids is so you know, big. And Mm -hmm. we're living our own lives and trying to adapt as they adapt and we're adapting at the same time. And, and we're liable to bump into each other (laughs) and in good ways and bad ways. You know, I think when we talk about this kind of relationship, we talk about it one way. What have you seen about the best of motherhood? It's the relationship. It's a, a deep, meaningful connection with other amazing human beings who are unfolding before my eyes. It's the relationship. It's the connection. I actually don't like taking care of people. I take care of my family because I love them, not because I need to take care of people. Yeah. And in fact, there were times when it was really hard and I did it because of the relationship and not anything else at times because I love you. So I will feed you you or I will (laughs) make sure your needs are met. So that's, there are a couple other things. So women who don't enjoy motherhood Mm. also have pain on Mother's Day. Uh, Women whose children didn't quote unquote turn out like they'd hoped and they invested all this time, these years into this child and this child is doing drugs or left their faith or is getting a divorce. And so many moms personalize that Mm -hmm. as like, I have failed. So that's another pain point, I think, is when children don't behave the way you hope they would. (laughs) Adult children, especially. But don't all moms experience that? Like, (laughs) they're not our little puppets, right? (laughs) Well, yeah. Some people kind of think that you can mold a person. Really... It's more like an unfolding than a molding. Oh, an unfolding. I like that idea. Yeah, like a flower. They bloom. Yeah, they're not puppets. They're not like going to do everything we want them to do. And I think it's a sign of a really good parent when the child feels safe enough to take their own path Hmm. and know that there's still going to be the relationship there. Oh, I agree. I have changed my mind on a lot of, with my relationship to motherhood, you know, what I Mm. think my job is, right? Like Mm -hmm. I've always loved my kids, but different things have been hard at different points of my life. And so Mm -hmm. the same thing that was hard 10 years ago isn't hard now, but it's a new thing. (laughs) And I I kind of want to celebrate mothers on motherhood for just being constantly adaptable. I don't think Mm. that we praise moms enough for that of, of just the difference of what it takes to have a newborn and a small child and an older child and a preteen and a teenager and a young adult and an adult child and how fast that changes and how quickly Mm. we're asked to, you know, get on board with the next phase, um, knowing that all kids are different. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because good parenting for a toddler, if you're doing the same thing when they're 10, that's bad parenting. Right. right? Like. It's like, what, you, what day did it change, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it slowly evolves. And you're right. Like, it's really hard to do that 
to kind of change our technique or perspective or a level of control that we desire or all the different facets. So that's a really good point, Lisa. It's funny. What does motherhood look like to you right now in your home? I have one child at home. The rest, I only have one child in the state. So I have four kids and an amazing daughter-in-law and amazing soon-to-be son-in-law. So we're growing, but they don't live with me. So I have one child at home who's a teenager. And it's totally different than it was when all four were at home and I had littles and teenagers at the same time. Um, It was pretty chaotic. It's pretty peaceful now. (laughs) Just one I'm kind of like, oh, this is, you know, I'm really enjoying this stage and she's delightful. So that's what it looks like. And it looks like reaching out to my kids, adult kids and their families um, regularly and making sure that we maintain that relationship and reaching out to grandkids and I'm a grandma. And that's a whole different aspect of motherhood. It, It is the payday. Like people say, it's people true. Say it. I want it's it. True. I dream about it. It is true. Okay, this is good. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true because you have only love and no yeah. expectations. No, yeah. Why and no you? responsibility. Oh, it sounds like a dream. <laughs> it's like just the good parts of parenting. <laughs> So here is an idea. Why don't you focus on a mother who has mothered you in a meaningful way to sort of take back Mother's Day, right? It could be your own mother, a grandmother, daughter, daughter-in-law, mother-in-law, mentor, a nurturing friend, and find a way to honor them and what they do that has helped you, especially in meaningful ways. Now, I want to do that with my own mother. The lovely and vivacious, as my father always introduces you, the lovely and vivacious Shauna Valentine. Welcome. Hi, Lisa. Always so fun to be with you. The thing that I want everyone to know about you, Mom, is that you love being a mother. Oh, yes, definitely. It was definitely something I always planned to be. I was going to be a teacher and a mother. And so I feel like I've been able to do all those things. I was serious about being a mother and serious about being a teacher. And I got to do both. And it's interesting to me and was really fascinating to me as a teenager to realize that during the height of the women's movement, you still chose to be a mom when it seemed like to be a little bit more tricky. You know, before I think, and you got to correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed like, yeah, there was just that expectation, right? Everyone's going to be a mom. That's, you know, that's what women are supposed to do. And then there was this period in time where it was like, well, come on, we can do lots of different things. And this is the the time that you became a mom. And what was that like for you? Well, I have to say, first of all, I wanted to be a mom forever. And I had a lot of friends who uh, I grew up with that had other ideas and so forth. So I, I always knew that there were options, but I always wanted to be a mother. And and after we were married, it took four years to get that first child. And so during that time, I did a lot of studying. I mean, I was teaching school and I was doing other things, but I was reading about stages of child development. And I had a neighbor who was in La Leche and I read about Lamaze. I mean, I was serious about what I wanted to do. But the women's movement definitely had an impact on what was going on. Yeah. I had friends that would come to me uh, and say, you know, you're really wasting your college education, staying home with your kids. And I would always say, it's my choice. And uh, I saw other mothers who said, I can't be a good mother unless I work. 
And I think every woman is different. But that's what I wanted to do. I always wanted to be a mother, and I was doing it intentionally. And the thing that made me sort of upset about the women's movement was you can be anything. You can be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher. You can do whatever men are doing. But somehow they never really included choosing to be a mother, which Don't I you have, Do you think odd. that it's changed? Do you feel like your daughters and granddaughters are more empowered to make whatever choice they want? I, I think they are. I think they are in choice. But I think that women had to make that choice at some point. And at the time, it was like, well, but that's not the choice you're supposed to make. It was very definitely. No, I did have people just think I was really dumb for staying home. It's really interesting to me just being your daughter because I've seen you do so many things. You have so many hobbies that you take really seriously. You've done a lot professionally, and especially you've always had a passion for education. And, you know, you've given that to— to all of your kids and your grandkids, and you're constantly pulling us all in. <laughs> Thank you, to, children, for all your the support you have given me. <laughs> if really? mom was teaching an art class, we were all taking an art class. You know, like yeah. if mom was, you know, reading at the library or doing some, you know, community service, we, we spent a lot of time there. and, and Neighborhood association right. cleanups. <laughs> like, listen— <laughs> I try to do that with my own kids, get them involved in my harebrained ideas. And it's fun, and it's a passion, and it's a way that it is. And and so I wanted to specifically have you here, not just to talk about how much you love being a mother, but to talk to you specifically about Mother's Day because it brings out a lot of emotions in a lot of different people. I think sometimes it's a day that people feel bad about themselves. Like, it highlights all the things that they're not or that they wish that they could be doing better. And instead, I kind of want to take it back. And we've celebrated a lot of Mother's Days t- oh, together. Yeah. And yep. I have I've done a great job in honoring you and some some years yeah. and some years I haven't because I was busy being a mom. I don't know. Like I'm sorry. But I do <laughs> nothing to think apologize for really. That of course, you know, bring us flowers and chocolate. Yes. I'm not saying don't. But I do think it's a little bit more meaningful to dive in a little bit deeper and just to really appreciate the mothers in our lives who have made a significant impact on our lives. And I want to do that for you in a different way. So you know all the reasons why I love you, I hope, by now. I, I, and, and I have some of those wonderful notes that you have written me and letters and emails. I do. I know my I, you just love me. Well, good. I hope so. And, and because of the things that you taught us and the love that you never made us earn, but just always freely gave us no matter what. And to me, that's the essence of it all. And of course, you gave me some shortcuts and taking care of my own kids. And as I have met with like parenting challenges that maybe you didn't experience, I always got a lot of love and support like, yeah, well, do your best. You know, this is what it is. You'll never, I'll never forget like uh, when I was taking care of my first baby, you came to help for a little bit and you were leaving and I had this sheer panic like, why are you leaving me with this baby to take care of by myself? Like, I, and it dawned on me that Miles deserved the very best mother, which was you, not me, because oh, I was a novice. No, 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 you know, no, no. I didn't know. <laughs> and you just left me to take care of my own children by myself. So rude. But you did say, now you know how much I love you and just left. And it was just such a, a dramatic moment in my life. I'm just like, wait, this is it. And then as my kids have, have left home, you said, yeah, guess what? You never stop worrying. Every night I still go to bed and think, okay, where are all my kids? And I thought, wait, I'm going to do that forever too. And so you did a great job of offering that love and keeping it really simple. Some things that I think that I have never 
highlighted or said to you, though, is what I want to say now. One thing that I've always appreciated about you that I have felt like has helped me particularly in the last couple of years is you don't care what other people think about what you're doing. And that is a confidence that has really helped me. It You're always so kind. You're kind. You're nurturing. You have great manners. It doesn't mean that you don't care what other people think as if, like, see you later, but meaning that you were going to do what was the very best for you and your kids no matter how it looked. And you did that your whole life, and you do that even now. And it gives me the confidence then to say, I'm finding myself in a very unique, different mothering situation right now, and I'm just going to have to do what's best for me and my kids and come what may. And it doesn't matter. And there's this calmness that you've given me and this confidence that is really significant and has really helped me. That I can't tell you what that, that means to me, but I have to tell you, I had a wonderful mother. Yeah, I, you did. I, I really think that it has passed through generations. I had also admire my grandmother completely because she is, was in the situation that you're in right now. My mother was 14 when she lost her father, and she was the oldest of, of uh, the six children. And so... I do believe that I have learned from the best women, and I don't speak for all mothers, and I haven't had the experiences that you are going into. And that's why I think that with our children, we try to love them the best that we can to let them know that there's that foundation, that we are always there, but they're going to have to go through some of those hard things. You know, when we were first married, we lived two years around family. And then we took off for graduate school. And with graduate school and moving around, we were away for 38 years before we came back to family. So on Mother's Day or whatever day, I was not around my own mother. But I think that in those olden days, we had letters. Yeah, now tell me about <laughs> and, and that. And she would write these wonderful letters. And she, Margaret. Margaret would always write these wonderful letters to me that, that bolstered me, that just always said the right thing and that you can do it. And, and that, you know, I'm with you. And I had all my babies without any help. And that was hard. But because I had them all that way, that was just the way that it was. But I'll never forget. Um, so we were always connected with the letters and, and the phone calls. Again, back in the olden days, <laughs> when we had to call people, sometimes you couldn't get through. Mother's Day was a hard day to get through. Everybody in the world was trying to, you know. Oh, sure. Call, I, I call forgot their, about call that. their mothers. Yeah. But, you know, that was not an expectation because I knew sometimes we could get through, sometimes we couldn't. On Mother's Day, I was always worried about what my mother... Did my mother get the package? Did she get the card? You know, am I going to make the phone call? And I think that as your kids were little, you don't really have expectations for Mother's Day. I think. Okay, now we have to stop right there because I think a lot of people do have expectations. Oh, sure. And that is one thing also that I like about you as a mother and something that is unique that I want to honor about you, honestly, that you, because I didn't know I, I grew up with this, you know, you just don't know until no. you talk to other people and you think, oh, that's a benefit. This is just how I am. That if you want something, either say it or take care of it for yourself. <laughs> right, Not, yeah. and, and, and that will help with expectations. Right. So did you do that with Mother's Day? Well, like I say, I was really worried for so many years about my my own, own mother. Mom. And I have a great husband. And I think that, you know, he would say, let's make a card for mom or, or whatever. And so early on, the little kids think, you know, I love the, I'm looking, I'm scanning journals and things right now. I've got those 
Mother Day cards. And plus the pictures. I have a picture I found. You had drawn it. It says, you and me. And I, <laughs> and I found this little award that James had written, number one, but the one is backwards. But, you know, it didn't matter. I mean, all these wonderful things. But I remember that every time we went out, every summer, we would take mm-hmm. the family out so that they would get to know their grandparents, their their relatives. And my mother, so many times, probably all the time, would just sometimes, when there was so much commotion, she have got a big family and a lot of people to see and friends and everything, oh, yeah. she would just say, can we just go sit down for a minute and talk? Can we just talk? Or she'd say, let's go shopping. We can just talk. And then she always wanted to buy me something mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and I think of, of those things, and I thought I had no expectations. And the funny thing of it is Mother's Day changes as you go through the ages because soon my daughters and my daughter-in-laws are mothers. Well, that's their day to be celebrated. And so we take that second slot, and there's another mother, mm-hmm. the husband's or the wife's mother. So that changes. And then you get older, and, and you think, oh, my word. When I was young and and it was kind of hectic and life was just on this fast pace, I would think, oh, for Mother's Day, all I want is peace yeah, and right? quiet like and just some quiet time. And now I'm a grandmother and I'm saying, hey, I want it noisy around this house because my kids yeah. my grandkids are here. And if I have expectations now that I didn't have, I would think just to be acknowledged, just, mm-hmm. hi, Mom, I'm thinking about you. That is all. And it yeah. means volumes. Or could we just have a little time to talk? It's not over till it's over. Yeah. People change. People grow. And sometimes we can't teach them all the lessons. Um, when I was in charge of a, a mentoring program, I saw the change that uh, people, women, also that we had some men, could make in a child's life just by spending an hour with them a week and just listening to them. Mm-hmm. Just just listening to what they were saying and and saying the things they needed to hear but weren't hearing perhaps at home because of of the situations that you know existed there and i think of mentors i think of i think of a great aunt that i had that was a smart wonderful businesswoman never could have any children but left a legacy that has helped generations through her loving them and and wanting to pass something on so i think that there are many Wonderful women out there that are helping us as as we mother because we really don't do this alone. And, of course, mm-hmm. our partners and our parents. And like I say, I will forever be grateful to Mamie Tholen and Margaret Bergen who were just – didn't have it easy. They didn't have and easy lives. Not mm-hmm. at all. It wasn't. And the love that they have, have shown. And mostly it's the love you remember. And it's interesting how that passes through generations because I never knew Mamie. And I knew Margaret, but I didn't know Margaret really as an adult adult. I mean, she— Yeah, you were younger. I was younger when she passed. But their influence and their example affects the way that I parent and how I feel about myself. It does. Well, and sometimes I see— Margaret in you. And and to me, I think one of the loveliest things is to say, oh, I see your mother, you know, in you, or you see those traits that are passed on. And that is such a gift. It is, it is so, it's just priceless. And you hope that, you hope that your children are understanding what you're trying to do. And we talk about all these other influences, but we mm-hmm. have one mother, 
mm-hmm. and and these other mothers do help us, and we appreciate so much and have such wonderful memories. And uh, I'm so glad that um, that I could be a mother. The Lisa Show is a production of BYU Radio. This week, our show is produced by Lisa Valentine Clark, Richie T. Stedman, and McKay Menden. If you want to continue the conversations we started, please join our group on Facebook called The Lisa Show Listener Community. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Next week on the show... We are all establishing boundaries all the time. We just may not be establishing ones that are really effective. And if we feel uncomfortable... That means we're uncomfortable with the boundary that we have established. It's not working. I think it's kind of interesting when people are like, oh, it just feels so awkward to set boundaries. And I'm like, well, you're feeling awkward with the boundary you've actually already set. That's next week on The Lisa Show. 